Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome to the Hungry Athlete Podcast. I am your coach, Chaz, and I will guide you on your journey to becoming a hungrier and more fulfilled athlete and student of life. Comment, leave a review, and share. Follow my social media channels at Noble C. Guerra on Instagram and Twitter at Noble C. Guerra. Uh, today's episode is called, Is My Team Hungry? Doesn't matter what type of team you're on, football, basketball, swimming, track, soccer. If you're a new subscriber to the Hungry Athlete Podcast, thank you for listening. I have a whole series on becoming a hungry athlete, and this is episode four. So my first question to you is, what kind of team are you on? If you're on a team-based sport such as basketball, football, soccer, or volleyball, one should focus on being the best in their role. Who are the best people who have played this role before me? And how can I revolutionize my role? One should focus on becoming irreplaceable in that role on that team. Irreplaceable players have purpose. They are confident in their ability. They are brave and not scared to push their limits. And they are willing to help out other teammates. So if you want to become an irreplaceable player, you have to focus on what your role is first and being the best person in your role. The best way to do this is to do your research. Research people who are playing the same position as you. If you want to figure out how to be a good quarterback, you know, look at people who has people such as Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. If you want to be a better basketball player, look at old old clips of Kobe Bryant playing or LeBron James. So after figuring out what type of team you're on and understanding your role, you have to think about it. What are your team's goals? Is your team's goal to become better? Is it to individually win your races? Is it to go 12-0 and 0 in your season? These are important things, and I think it's really important that you check in with your teammates and say, hey, what are our goals? What do we really want to do as a team so that we can go further? Teams without goals are aimless, and that means that you guys are just there you could be just having fun, but without purpose and without understanding of what you're doing, there's not going to be a lot of fun in all the hard work and all the play. So once you realize your goals and you have a purpose, practice becomes easy because you're just working towards those goals. If you want to get better in swimming, you have to practice every day. And if you have a certain race that's time, race time that you want to beat, you have to make sure that you have to practice to get to that time. There is no other way. Practice is how you achieve your goals. Um, now I'm going to go back to what is your role on the team? When I was on the football team in high school, I was a center. Uh, despite me only being 5'9 and 180 pounds, I was an amazing center. The reason why I was an amazing center is because I started out as a center in Pop Warner. Pop Warner is Little League football, basically. When I was eight years old, that was my first thing. I was a little chubby boy, and the only thing I could really do was snap the ball. Snap the ball and block. And the center is a really important role in football. What people don't realize sometimes is that you're the first person with the ball. So your reaction time has to be good. You have to be able to protect your quarterback behind you. You have to be able to lead the players that are next to you on your line. So it was a perfect role for me because I understood that at an early age. 
I also had a best friend, Jalen, who happened to be the best quarterback in the city. And through our friendship, we worked together where I was snapping and he was throwing. And we both worked on our arms to make each other more accurate. And we both worked on each other's care for each other because, one, I didn't want him to get hurt. And, two, he wanted our team to win. Both of our goals coincided with each other, so we helped each other work. Um, In terms of my spirit on the team, I was very intentional and I could help redirect the team. But I also kept a lighthearted presence because that is just who I am. Make sure you stay true to who you are on your team. Don't try to be anything that you're not, but understand what your role is on the team and make sure that you are helping your goal, helping your team fulfill their goals every step of the way. And that's every practice, every time you get out the ball, every time you shoot the ball, every time you go off the block. It's every single time. Try your best. Um, Another example of being on a role on the team is I was on the swim team in Boston in many in, on many teams. We had a team called ICMS that my coach had made. We were, I was at Roxbury and High Park YMCA. I swam at Flaherty. I swam practices at my high school. I swam with other swim teams when, when the pools were closed at certain places. Um, and at any time, and this isn't me just tooting my horn. At any time, I was always in in the top four swimmers on the team. And you can say, oh, you know, you don't understand struggling if you're always in the top four. Or you, you don't understand what it's like not, you don't know, understand what it's like not knowing how to do something. I do. I understand what it's like. When you start something early, it's embedded in you. I started swimming early at nine years old and there are people who start even earlier such as five years old and nine five years old or three years old and they go even further because that is more embedded into their spirit so think about what you want embedded into your spirit uh a challenge that comes with being the top four swimmers or even the top top four track players on your team is that the cap is close and when i say the cap I mean the roof. When I say the roof, I mean you're you're going to you're going to stop. There's going to be a point where on your team you may be the best and you don't know where else to look because you're the best person on your team. The best thing you can do is to remain hungry. Remain hungry in those instances when you feel like you're the best, remain hungry. Stay humble. People who have humility in their sport Go further because they understand that at any point, their spot can be taken. I'm going to say that again. At any time, your spot can be taken as a top four, top three, top two, or number one. At any time. somebody's If, if you're at the top, somebody's looking to take your spot at the top. If you're at the bottom, you need to look towards the top and take their spot. So if you're on a team and you find yourself being the slowest person, you should find yourself hanging out with the faster people so that you close that gap. The clo- the important part about this is that you want to close a gap so that you are self-aware of where you're at and where your competition is at and where you can be at. Because all it takes is dedication, the practice, 
You know, some people may have genes where they're they're blessed to be six feet at 12 years old and you may not have that, but it does not mean your goals are impossible. So work on closing the gap and go towards that person that is much better than you. The key to this is becoming self-aware. Become aware of where you are on your team. It's different for every sport. You have to you have to you have to tailor you have to tailor your needs to your sport, your team and your role. So think about that. If you are not satisfied where you are at, you should be hungrier. So think about this. When is the last time your team lost? If you have not lost in a while, it's only a matter of time until your competition tailors their entire strategy to defeating you. Let me say that one more time. Your competition will tailor their entire strategy to defeating you. This is prevalent in football. This is prevalent in basketball. Other teams, if you play in a high school sport or a college sport, depending on the league and the dedication of the, of the coach to the team, your rivals will be looking at your play strategies. They'll be looking at your flaws. They'll be looking at your strong points. And that's exactly what they're looking for so that they can defeat you. So what's the difference between you looking at your flaws and a rival is that they're looking straight at your flaws. You you may look at yourself in your best light, but that's not what the competition is looking for. They're looking for ways to exploit your weak points, whether it's you, you're on your right side too much, or you can only shoot on your right side and you need to work on your left, or... You're a quarterback and you're not that fast and they have a fast person on their left side and they're like, yo, I'm going to I'm gonna work on attacking the quarterback, get his confidence down. These are things you need to think about. So if you have not lost in a while, stay humble, stay, keep humility in yourself and focus on your weaknesses so that you make your weaknesses your strong points. Um, my next question to you is how does your team react to loss? If your team is quick to blame each other for losses, there needs to be time for self-reflection. Every team needs time for self-reflection to understand where they did good and where they did bad in a game or a meet. Make sure you support your teammates during the loss, even the ones you want to blame the most. So if your boy dropped a pass and you know you guys were 23 to 21, and that pass could have saved the whole game. It's the team's fault. It is the team's fault. It's the team's fault for not blowing out the other team. It's the team's fault for not no for not creating more opportunities for themselves to not be in that situation. You know, tight spaces only happen because teams are playing at other teams' abilities. And they're complacent and they're not playing to the best of their abilities. That's when tight margins happen in, in sports, such as in football or basketball. Um, so think about how your team reacts to loss. The best way to react is to praise. Praise the other team. Praise your teammates. Help them understand what they did wrong, though. Support your teammate during a loss even the ones you want to blame the most. Our worst memories build us up. So support each other 
during the hard times. Make sure you support each other during the hard times. My next question to you is, when is the last time your team won? The feeling of victory brings us immense joy. It's actually called dopamine to be specific. It's not impossible to win. You just have to understand the level of focus and dedication it takes to complete your goal. Winning is awesome. Winning is great, but there's a poem I actually wanted to reference. It's called If by Rudyard Kipling. And I think the most important line of the poem is, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. That part right there, that line is just, it's pretty deep because triumph and disaster, to describe them as imposters it just it's kind of mind blowing almost in a way to think your wins and your losses are just imposters in your head they give you they give you points of reference but in your present day you are not your city champ victory that was in 2013 you are not the records that you broke in 2009 you are not the record that you broke yesterday you have to constantly strive you have to constantly be hungry you have to constantly want better for yourself so make sure that if you meet with triumph and disaster you treat those two imposters just the same you win you work you lose you work even harder so think about that in that instance so if your team hasn't won in a while it's a time to be hungry if your team Keeps on winning, keep hungry. You guys are doing something right. That's what matters. Um, so next, what you want to think about is what are some activities outside of practice and games that your team partakes in? Um, when I was an athlete in high school and at John D. O'Brien, what we would do, we would go after practice, we would go to what is called the Curry Center at Northeastern University, which is across the street. This is a food court where we were able to chill. We were able to talk. Some of us were able to do our homework, you know, and to be honest, you know, we hang out with girls. We we had fun. We just talked. And this was a time for us to unwind. You know, some of us, we, you know, we come from very hard homes. So, you know, it would just be the good couple two hours or three hours that we would need to avoid any perils that we may be facing in the streets or at our homes. We were there for each other. We were there for each other. That's what really mattered. We were. It was a group of 12, I believe, 12 to 14 seniors that were on our team, and we were all there for each other. We were there for the hard times. We were there for the good times. And it was important because we actually cared about each other. We were friends. The lowest person on our team was always uplifted. So make sure that you pay attention to what your friends are going through and your teammates. Make sure you know what your teammates are going through so that you can help each other out in the hard times. It takes a lot. Your life is hard. I know it's hard. You have to be able to understand, though, that somebody is probably going through worse. So the best thing that you can do as a hungry athlete, extend that hand. Extend this podcast to somebody else. Help somebody else out in the times where you when you're in need, help out. If you're not in need, help out. Always extend your hand out to somebody else. 
we have 24 hours in a day. There's so many, there's so much that we can do. So many people that we can help out that we're not even cognizant that we are. If we're, if you have a smartphone, if you don't have a smartphone, find, find your friend, help out a friend. You can find a friend outside, walk out to that neighbor that you never talked to, help them out. This is what it's about. Being a hungry athlete is about being hungry about life. Um, this is what I want you guys to understand. Being hungry about life, being hungry about helping each other out in the times of need. This is, that's just what I'm about. So, um, there's more I want to talk about in this whole, um, is my team hungry episode, but I'm going to end it here with an important question. This is going to be a two part series for is my team hungry? The question I'm leaving you with is, are your teammates friends? Are your teammates friends? Are you friends with your teammates? Just think about that. Meditate on it. Pray on it. But think, are my teammates my friends? I want to thank you all. Thank you for watching this, for listening to this episode of the Hungry Athlete Podcast. Share this with your teammates and friends. Leave a review. Leave a like. Um, follow my social media platforms at Noble C. Guerra on IG and Twitter. Thank you, athletes of life. Stay hungry.